Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone and welcome to RPG from Scratch. I'm your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Max. Oh, you went out of order. I'm not ready. Yeah. All right. Let's try again. No, no. no let's keep that again. in. No, that's reality. All right. Maybe. So we're, we'll, we'll, we'll do people, it live. People got to we'll know. Live. People got to know. I'm not Le- that clever. Liam. I have a great attitude. Uh, I want to redo mine. Nope. We're keeping okay. all this. If I'm going to be embarrassed well, you know by mine, you know what? You know what? I just, I just, I love you and thank you. <laughs> I love you too. Attitude would be a good Pokemon though. No, but I have a not a Digimon. I have a great attitude towards menstruation. <laughs> good. And a special guest today, Mr. Jared Pope. Hi. Kids in the hall. Ooh, wow, that was sultry. I enjoyed I that. Oh, we're gonna get a lot. We're <laughs> gonna get a year full of that. Honey These lyrics. are the days I know. I know. These are the days I know. <laughs> so, uh, Jared is going to be our character artist on going forward. Uh, we've commissioned him to make art for the specific races in our game and mm-hmm. and character concepts that we are eventually going to move into the rule book. We're really looking forward to it. We've seen some of the some of the sketches and a couple that are a little more complete. And it's really exciting. But Jared, you got to help us out this week because Doug's not here. Okay. And we like to begin this show when he's not here with a little bit of Doug watch. Okay. Hmm. Where's he so, at? Yeah. Where are the reports of uh, of Doug coming from Doug this week? Watch. Yeah, I do believe you've interfaced with him more recently than we have. Yes, I have, and and the the consensus is that he's he started some nude sex cult on the moon. Interesting. Nude. That's bold. Nude. Yes, nude. Very bold. That's an ap- absence of an atmosphere. He's always up to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a knucklehead. Yeah. He's, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> it's because he's the Dug or not. Yeah. He, I remember him talking about that a couple months ago. He was saying how expensive it was to get clothes to the moon. I think he's just cheaping out. I think oh, he changed the mantra. Move? He was saying, you know how fucking expensive it is to get clothes on the moon? How am I going to clothe all these people? And I think he just figured it out yeah because you have to pay per kilo right yeah. so you send them up naked and then you promise you're gonna get the clothes yeah. later but now like hey we're already naked everybody mm-hmm. yeah that's half the battle we can do the sex cult thing i was thinking of it's uh-huh. a brand new idea i'm just coming up with it well no no doug's yeah. also found out that you can introduce methane into the the moon's atmosphere and it becomes just as as potent as as oxygen is it on on our on our earthly planet oh wow so it's a fart sex cult on the moon I mean, sign me up. I didn't say. <laughs> I would be. I, I would, know one thing about sex. Farts are happening. <laughs> if I know one thing about sex, okay. it's don't on the moon. Don't don't do sex. Just don't don't do it. If there's anything I know about the moon, is that every single speck of dirt is razor sharp. Oh, and we'll no get into everything. And yeah, yeah. There's one thing I know okay. about the moon. It's that the entire surface smells like burnt steak odd but so i believe you it's it's a great seasoning element is what you're saying it may be the regolith just just break into smithsonian get some moon dust sounds like the house am i right oh i like this Ooh, plan yes look this, this sounds like a great eldritch feast uh, yeah, but if you huff it the razor sharp regolith goes in your nose and slices up your shit yeah yeah i no 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 huffing you inhale the fumes yeah but how you inhale the fumes without inhaling the dirt 
I mean, the microparticles. You just, That's the point. It off gases. That's why yeah. it smells like burnt steak. Like even spray paint, you're huffing, but you still get spray paint around well, your mouth. No, I think like, you. I think you spray into like a cup. Yeah, and then you huff the fumes. The fumes. Kids, listen up. This is how yeah. you. This is how you huff correctly. See, I'm not a man of science. <laughs> you're a man of opinions, <laughs> mostly. Say, is it not also the third week of the invasion? Yeah. Hold on. I'm saying we brought this up last time. He definitely isn't in Ukraine. We have confirmation that he is not somewhere. I'm just saying the Russian stock market closes and Doug suddenly has a cheap knockoff of his original moon sex cult idea. Yeah, he's, suddenly action. he's like, I got to get out of town. Yeah. yeah. He said no passports on the moon. I didn't know what he was talking about. I before. just heard that the Queen of England uh, doesn't use a passport when she travels because her face is on every passport. That seems like I, you should still have to have a passport. Lady. Yeah, but there's like you're not above the law. There's eighty. Uh, she absolutely no. Is. She no, is. no, no, no. She, she okay. literally has royal immunity. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she is. But I'm saying uh, she shouldn't, and all royalty should be abolished. Like every every law, the prime minister has to go to her and is like. These are the things we think are good. Do you approve? And of course she says yes. The reason why that setup is there is they're like, hey, if you don't allow parliament to exist, we're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah but not anymore. No, they would. Nah, they make too much money. I mean, when Charles gets in, that's not going to work out. So no, they're well. just going to kill him. They don't like him. I mean, if there's one thing we could say about the royal family is that it's full of a bunch of characters, right? And that's yeah. what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. Uh, Plus one momentum for a swagway. I liked it. But speaking of royal characters, y'all seen King Ralph? Of course we've seen I want to buy that movie. So we, we're bringing Jared on to talk about character designs and character concepts yes. because when you're drawing characters, you're primarily a character artist, right? Would you say uh, figure? I like, I like to think so, but that's uh, the complete opposite for the work that I do. I do mostly um, like architectural drawings, uh, oh. concept sketches for theme parks, video games, and all that. So that's interesting. I because I think I've only seen your spicy buff dudes drawings up until yeah, recently. Awesome. Honestly, I haven't been mm-hmm. doing a whole lot of those lately, especially during the pandemic. Like it, it, it took a dive, like after twenty nineteen. Molly Hatchet stopped putting out albums. <laughs> <laughs> And you brought up this uh, this topic because there's a lot of overlap, and you you play uh, you play tabletop. Oh yes, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a veteran veteran as well. Mm-hmm. Original Grognard, probably uh, not quite that, but yes. yes. <laughs> so, what kind of RPGs have you played before? Uh, so, I've I've played Dungeons and Dragons, like like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played Paranoia, a Conan Adventure uh, game that they did with uh, was it Mobidius or Mophidius? I think, I think it's Mophidius. How was that? It's fun. Um, I've I've been running games with it. Uh, by games, I mean one game. But I'm, I'm planning to pick it back up with uh, some some more friends. It was the original. It's it's Modifius. Modifius, thank you. Oh, and of course, Call of Cthulhu with uh, with you and and uh, Cat and uh, uh, John Laval. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if if you are li- if you listen to the shows on the Omniverse and formerly Nerdy Show Network, you may recognize Jared's voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in a lot of things, including yes. uh, often guest starring on Flame On, mm-hmm. the All Gay All Geek podcast, which is fantastic. Um, but they left me in the dust uh, a while ago when RuPaul's Drag Race became more popular <laughs> I, I just had never watched it wait are you you were on flame on yes are you, are you a geek i am i'm am gay 
Oh, but what the geek part is more important? Perhaps geek adjacent. Okay. There, I'm I'm geeky about some things, but not not quite as, as you a had a business. Right we talked about vibes no less than 25 minutes ago. Yes. You are definitely a geek. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Jeez. You've played these TTRPGs. You've guest starred on the podcast network, mm-hmm. and now you're helping us out with ours. And this time, in purely an artistic role. Mm-hmm. We can see your work previously has been done to draw character portraits for. Call of Cthulhu program, yes, the yes, mystery program. Yes. When we're making a new character, where does everybody here start? Do you start with mechanics? Do you start with an idea? Do you usually have like a, a list of ideas in, in your backlog that you're trying to push towards the front to see if it would be appropriate? I'm usually looking for three things. If they exist in the story, how they exist in the story, that's the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually a, a hook or a quirk to differentiate them, and then a vague kit bashing of physicality. Three to four physical attributes that you can depend on and then you can start rearranging everything else Mm. to kind of flesh them out. What about you, Jared? Oh, for me, what I usually do is I try to pick some sort of contrarian approach to character design or just building up my character for games in general, like... Uh, when you say contrarian, do you mean like something about them is self-contradictory or that uh, it's contrarian it's, it's to like, the setting? It's um, like me playing a uh, half-orc paladin who is ah, uh, okay. an adherent of Sune, the goddess of beauty. Going with expectations that people would, like in a general sense, not, not you guys. You guys are smart and, and you know, clever and all that. Uh, but just <laughs> as, as, as a... <laughs> Keep on, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Liam has a praise kink. Yeah, I do. Oh, wonderful. I'll just keep throwing. Actually, I don't. It makes me very uncomfortable. Please don't do it. (laughs) Liam's very, he was raised very Catholic. (laughs) Me too. You and I should chat. Oh, actually. (laughs) We talk about this all the time. Yeah, no, actually. The whole thing is, it's a lot. We keep doing the math, and it's it's our group of friends is very Catholic. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but uh, yes, I I try to think of like contrasting things to Mm -hmm. augment my character more so that way it's not some carbon copy if I was to roll like a if I was playing D&D like a tiefling warlock or something like that sure so, sure yeah, yeah. or if they you did do a tiefling warlock but Cindy Lopper got it there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah actually That'd I would love fun. that yeah Cindy Lopper and have like a giant axe or a machete there that you would go. be Lopper yeah oh I like that <laughs> Lopper L-O-P-P-E-R that's fine yeah. <laughs> when you were mine time after time what about you Max I Usually do the two separately, story and mechanics. Mm-hmm. Don't have anything to do with each other. Usually start with a funny name or something and work out the story, and then I look at mechanics and fit it together. But I don't I don't usually build a character off the mechanics. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a story person. I guess I'm the odd man out here. I, uh, I definitely start with mechanics of the system. I understand that. I try to basically build something I think will be fun and maybe that we haven't seen before, you know, or, or even my playgroup hasn't seen before when I can. And then I try to look at, like, well, what, okay, I made a gnomish barbarian, mm-hmm. you know, who fights exclusively with uh, sentient clocks. You know, what, what? what's that character like? You know, and I try to figure it out from there. I like he that He would a be lot. very cool. silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where did he get or the clocks? deadly serious. Yeah. Are these barbarian clocks? Yeah, they are. Did he raid a caravan of clocks as a young boy, and then that became his so are they actually story? sundials, not, not actual clocks? Oh, yeah. That's it. And, like... The only reason he starts raging is because somebody stands in his light. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, time to die. I like to go for fun. If Liam says, God damn it, Max, I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty good call. successful call that I did something great. I guess you're usually successful then. Yeah. <laughs> a character that's dumb but needs to work. Mm-hmm. Like if you just have a character that's messing up your party 
for a joke, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. But if your character can be really dumb and fuck up greatly for the party, I think that's awesome. Yes. You know? yes. Make people who hate you come around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you did constantly need to be reminded that Slish was actually not an idiot. Yeah. yeah I forgot true. completely. You're like, like, oh, he's, your... he's got six intelligence. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I forgot. It's like, why, why does he not recognize simple objects? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he grew up on a boat. Come on. Yeah, he doesn't know what grass looks like. Yeah. Well, how does how does this overlap for you, Jared? I have uh, a great interest in fashion lately, just how cloth falls and lays. And I, I want to start breaking out of the expectations. We were talking about Mike Manuel earlier where he was like copying Frazetta, where it's like, mm-hmm. I want to be a good version of me and not a bad version of Frazetta. Yeah. So like I I feel like I've reached that point in my career where it's like I've I found my voice and now I want to start refining that voice mm-hmm. in, in a visual manner and so like actually start looking for other resources and not just the the regurgitation of the internet. Mm-hmm. You guys talking shit on Mike McNola? No, we were oh, no, okay. praising He's nothing him. but admiration. I would say he yeah. is my second favorite comic book artist. Mm-hmm. I have a big boner for Mike Allred though. I don't know if like I have a, a favorite. I really love. I think we talked about this earlier too. Carrie Nord's yeah. run on Conan was amazing, but all, again, it looked like Frank Frazetta. As a side note, uh, I mentioned to uh, Liam and uh, Josh that I, I had met one of my artistic heroes uh, a few years ago. His name is uh, Katsuya Terada. He did a slew of concept art for the Zelda games back in the nineties. I'm sure if you look through like old issues of Nintendo Power, there's actually like some of his artwork in there. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah Whoa, yeah. I, I just pulled it up. What an sure. age, though. Remember looking through those magazines, and mm-hmm. you would have like a eight bit or sixteen bit like yeah. actual screenshot of the game, but then yeah. this beautiful art of them telling oh you what God, the game yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Or like on the ride home reading the manual, like oh, I'm going to play. This yeah, I don't know. This. That's what got me yep. into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have some of those moments where like they did this with Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian recently, where they in the credits they show a lot of the concept art. And it's cool to see what does get translated well. And there's a bunch, but there's a bunch of other ones where you're like, yeah. "Man, the artist killed this scene that was not important or didn't land as well as you thought it was yeah, going to land." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's you know out of budget, or sometimes it's a just a bad idea and they had to throw it away. Or yeah, or yeah. sometimes, as, of course, a visual artist is going to block something in an impossible way that yes. in, physically they look at it and go like, "We can't, we can't put build people this, this yes. way." Yes. <laughs> sometimes it's a two-hour movie; they have to stretch into like a six-episode. <laughs> series you know this katsuya tirada art is yeah. uh is is making me have some flashbacks super chilled guy like he even like drew in my sketchbook and i uh, uh, i have yet to frame that mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow you should yeah how you feel about bakshi i love bakshi That's actually. Solid. i watched wizards for the first time a couple months ago actually. i was gonna make wow. a joke that you were the art director on wizards right? <laughs> <laughs> That was that would not be a credit I would take. <laughs> oh man, a lot of this art is reminding me a lot of. Uh, I wonder if John Dyer Baisley is inspired by this guy. Did you grow up like looking at art books or anything like that? Oh, like, I did. Yeah, um, the gnomes. Yes, that, uh, I had that as a kid, and that was when, like my biggest inspiration. When I was growing up, we had Farside Comics. Yes. Hell yeah, we had Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. We had. Um, the Labyrinth and Fairies. Oh, yeah. We had Giger's, like, alien design book. Oh, in there I had that one, too. Yeah, I would never tell my parents how many dicks were in it. <laughs> Wait, they had to be told? They didn't look at... Oh, man, it looks no, great. No, my parents weren't involved in picking what my media. Yeah. 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 It's so um, wild to me. <laughs> if you know the artist Jeff Darrow, he's a comic book artist, but he did production design for the Matrix movies. He has a relationship with uh, Tornado Sun. Oh, yeah? They're, like, 
huge admirers of each other's work. Have you seen the John Dyer Baisley stuff? Mm-hmm. I think you you might have similar. Okay. He doesn't do the like cover girl style that he does, but the style itself looks very similar. Mobius is also a big uh, influence. Well, Mobius is yeah, the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, the dude from Baroness. <laughs> yeah, the lead singer yeah. of Baroness. Yeah. Nice. Which nice. Mobius? He did uh, Lankol, right? Yeah. Comic book? The the Ankol. There's a guy who used to hang out at the Books a Million. Or no, Barnes & Noble on Merritt Island called Mobius. No. That's cool. He wasn't Morbius, the guy? No, the he was also a comic book artist named Mobius, but... I don't know if maybe the same guy. There's, I mean, this it, would not be the same. It person. would not be the same guy. Yeah. Did, did he? Did he speak French? No. Okay, then that is not the same guy. <laughs> he did tell me that he knew Anne McCaffrey though, and I was like, "Whoa, that's cool. That's pretty." And you cool. believed him? Why not? Who lies about knowing Anne McCaffrey? Well, like, that, that's a. You know what? <laughs> okay, Fair, man. So, you know what? Good point. Mobius is the artist that basically inspired, although I think didn't get credited for any of the oh, entire look of the fifth element. Fifth element yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, it has a very specific look. Yes. You know. We get back to, we were talking about the overlap. Mm-hmm. When you make a D&D character, well, mm-hmm. an RPG character, mm-hmm. you look for contrast. Contrast. Yes. Is that the same that you do when character design? When you're, when Not you're necessarily, because the character creation for, like, me, that I try to see it as a, as a self-expression. Mm-hmm. But for character design, for, say, like, RPG from scratch. Mm-hmm. Who are um, those guys? Who are those guys indeed? What I'm doing is I'm trying to draw from important details that have been nested in, like, directives that you've written out for mm-hmm. all these character descriptions. I try to make sense of, like, okay, what exists in this world that I could possibly attach to this this other world? Because my job is I take two very familiar things, fuse them together to make something unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's that's just, uh, another task to do for the RPG from scratch nice. project here. And, and it's got a very consistent feel to it from the sketches you sent us so far. Like I think one of our favorites that we were just like, this is just right on target. <laughs> exactly what we were thinking was the... The Hrod stuff. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the swamp one with the skull. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly what we want. Cool. <laughs> Only note is more scoots. More scoots? More scoots. Always more scoots? Always more scoots. Please tell me about the scoots. Scoots are those little scales on the back. Ah, okay. you, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. They're we wearing clothes. It's hard to see. No, it's yeah. also we just... That's a we've running, gone. That's a running gag. Ad nauseum on scoots. Yeah, it's just fun oh, to say scoots. I'll, I'll make sure to do some very specific scoot shots for for Rod. Oh and yeah, just just that long plunging neckline. Ooh, we gotta have the scoot shot queen. Okay, not isolation, but the next campaign. <laughs> I want to be a Rod named Stewart. Okay, cool. You gonna let us in on that? Maybe then he could, he'd be. Harad Stewart. God damn it. <laughs> See? I saw criteria. Damn it. <laughs> That's all I need. But then you have to give him something clutch where he actually works in combat and saves the... That's the way to do okay. it. We all know Rod Stewart is pretty... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I have to say thank you for this this opportunity because, as I mentioned before, I do a lot of architectural stuff for my sure, job, yeah. and I don't get to do a whole lot of character stuff. And so this this has been a, a fun outlet for me. Oh, I mean, we're happy oh, yeah. to have it. We love it. This is exactly what we want. Good. We're both happy. Yeah. <laughs> Until we become unhappy and then, you know. I was going to say I'm not happy, but this, it's unrelated. Yeah. So we talked <laughs> – I think people with a, a passing interest in drawing a character mm-hmm. or coming up with a character design mm-hmm. may come across the idea of like the unique silhouette. Yes, it's a very is the common, most very common thing in anime <laughs> and also in fashion too. You, yeah, you, you have to think about the silhouette. So, for those who, who don't know what we're talking about, it's basically once you flatten the image of a character and make it a single color, it's obviously a silhouette like a shadow, but. The idea that they're instantly recognizable by that shape is important. It's important for film. Like a Batman or a Darth Vader. Yeah. Or the shape. Michael. Mike Myers, he was just called the shape. Was he? Because he was just there. Oh, when uh, in the script? Mm-hmm. You just see that outline, you know. No, not the guy who voiced Shrek. We're talking yes. about the villain yeah. from Halloween. Okay, okay, yes. Thank you for making <laughs> <Yeah>. that distinction. <laughs> I do love Shrek, though. I've met Shrek. If I had a donkey, I would name it Shrek. Okay, sorry. You meant Shrek? Yes. That's. Did you get his autograph? No, he was a statue. Oh. oh. But he was at the DreamWorks campus when they went there. Thought he was. Well, then I've met Lemmy Kilmeister. <laughs> I thought you were going to say William Stieg, and I was going to give you a big high five. William Stieg is the guy who wrote the original book, Shrek, if you want to borrow it. Silhouettes. I don't. <laughs> so do you focus on the silhouette of a character that you're drawing? Sometimes I do. Whenever I – I want to say like I've, I've adopted this process recently where I, I try to take more a storytelling approach to designs, my, my thoughts, as opposed to just doing kind of more of a – I want to say like art center, mechanical, laying out all these silhouettes for an art director to be like, okay, I like this, I like this. I want people to get a sense of – the evolution of the idea as it came out as opposed to just doing a just a flat color like i want them to see the line that shows the energy and the, and the frenzy that comes from you know trying to get that idea out i've played around with the silhouette just from an art mm-hmm. standpoint i think if anybody looks at the terrible ship drawing i did in the yeah. episode art of gloomtown mm-hmm. you can see that i did a much better job on the silhouettes of the characters in there and that was the first time i think i've ever tried to draw characters that are only silhouettes i didn't start with a with a frame or anything like that i just put them next to each other and just worked on their silhouettes until they looked unique at least to me it was an interesting take i felt like i could in my head see the whole character once i had their silhouette down Mm -hmm. but moving on past that i wouldn't even know where to begin that's that's actually a great practice uh for doing like graphic design because you're you're looking at just pure shape and color Mm-hmm. and in your compositions and so when you're able to kind of like piece them around and move them around you get a really good idea of like the composition for your for your piece so good good job well thank you good job. great <laughs> in this case though i think we're coming up with the the character is fully built in our heads at this point because we made him from our, our rpg characters right yes and then we're trying to like oh what do they look like let's let's build it from there if lawrence of arabia was a giant alligator I yes. Can, I can draw that. If they, those are very strong words you just threw out there. That's what he looks yeah. like. <laughs> 
that's Liam's character in Leyliners. And Kelton is a Renaissance guard captain who's pretending to be Sam Spade. Yeah. But also as a pig man. These descriptors you're throwing out are very helpful so that way I can draw those references and try to capture the essence of that character. But an axe, not a spade. <sighs> yeah, Sam Axe. Sells, sells bases. Uh, <laughs> so what's interesting, you, you have a unique task ahead of you that is going to be, I think, more unintentionally collaborative. Rather, collaborative out of necessity in that we've given you the bare bones descriptions of what these things look like because we haven't fully fleshed them out. And you're having to make a concrete static image that feels like it lives in that world. So you are actually being given the freedom to make decisions about our world. Yeah. (laughs) That we have to, it's interesting. I don't feel bound by it because we're just excited to see the the image and we're like, Oh, does he have that? I guess he does. Yeah. Let's add that into the, see this, this is like the best possible situation any arcs could fall into where it's like, Okay, we'll do X, Y, and Z. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone who does this will now have that symbol on them. Like, yeah. Oh, why? And he's like, I don't know what it means. We'll uh, figure that well, out no, later. No, funny yeah. enough, what are the bird people in, in your game? Crex. The Crex. The male Crex drawing I did. Um, it was the, the condor people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid very special attention to the symbols that I decorated his, his attire with because... You know, in my head of like, oh, they're flying, so maybe they have some sort of like mountain worship. Oh, I'm gonna you know, pull that mountain nice. worship kind of thing going on. So maybe like I put some like mountain designs inside of the clothing, the, the yeah. weaponry, and all that. So I will say that given my my family's hyper religiosity, I've had a an interest in other world religions, and so whenever I'm rolling a character for like another game, like I try to think of like what what god worship do they have, or what's oh, nice. Their, philosophy because I, I feel like that governs so much more for a society when they're focused under one worldview and so like how does that influence their fashion their tools their agriculture and all that and so that's another layer of complexity that adds on to the, that character design it's interesting you say that because it's actually where we started on this as well mm-hmm. from the from the sense of the world yeah. we created three different main religions okay. and then expanded from there and that shaped the holidays it shaped the language for the culture mm-hmm. although some of the holidays were shaped out of wanting the math to be simpler yes mm-hmm. <laughs> or like four seasons four there's four <laughs> yeah they're divided by the solstices and the equinoxes yes. why because don't have them in the middle of your season what are you doing <laughs> have you seen our calendar I haven't known. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you here in a second. Here's the bird people that Jared made. I did yes. not notice that, yes, that is absolutely a mountain design. Like, it's a representation of a mountain on the shield there. It's very cool. Can't wait to show you guys this. <laughs> <laughs> if you give us $5. Yes. For give just... us $5 and you can see the condor people. <laughs> the condor people, but also, I don't know if I want to give away the other bird person. Yeah, keep, in the... keep that one as, as a special surprise. Yeah. All right, I like, like that, that one. That one's, that one's my favorite, too. It's, it's my favorite, for sure. For less than three cups of coffee a day. Way less than three cups. <laughs> how, how much do you think a cup of coffee costs? It's still less. Three cups of coffee would be like $15 a day. We're not asking for... Well, I was going to say, if you're going to McDonald's, you're asking for a senior coffee. What if you make your coffee at home? Or that, too. I've never had coffee. I'm sorry. It tastes bad. I think we can all agree. Everybody who loves coffee agrees coffee tastes bad. No, I think it tastes great. Do you have a favorite so far? Of the drawings I've done? Yeah, of the races. I kind of like my my gelt treatment that I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bring it up here. Definitely had a a very, like, vivid, distinct image in my head when when reading through that. Hell Um, yeah. Gelt you can always have so much fun with because you think of mustelids as a pretty solid bunch. Mm -hmm. And then you start looking at them and you're like, oh, no, they do. There's There's a bunch of weird ones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're so varied. But also, like, being able to translate them into 
to take it beyond like a Beatrix Potter like illustration. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's interesting too because their name like a street shark. Yeah, the naming conventions are so contradictory too because the least weasel is definitely the most weasel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's that's nothing a, more emblematic. Stoat. That's also a weasel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking. When I think weasel, I think of exactly that picture of the least weasel. Just grim, dark wind in the willows. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about we could we could introduce every time that we get into grim grim dark mm-hmm. discussions, we need to whip out the character of the grim dork. Ooh. And he's just like like 40k lore purist. Where okay. No, in my day, we can get into that later. We're not doing we're not doing grim dark right now. We just said the word. Don't just don't say it three times. We can do grim dank and grim dork. They could be like a. A cautionary comic strip in our ah, in our books. Yeah, for for little Catholic children. Yeah. <laughs> Look, some of us are still little Catholic yeah. children at heart. Well, yeah, because that part of you was abused for so long that you had to create a special room for that child to live in forever. Well, it's just safe from the world. We've we've been marked, you know, with with that special water. Yeah, and the ash. And the ash, yes. And it's really funny. Um, Shame doing. I was I was talking to my son's mom today about movies and media he could watch and books we could read and stuff and they're like oh that one's a little too advanced and I, then i remembered like you know by the time i was six i think i had to draw a bloody picture of several stations of the cross oh yeah like i was asked to do <laughs> i was also described in horrific gory detail at least once a week during um uh, catechism school. yeah yeah sunday school is like you could get away with drawing a spear inside of someone oh yeah, yeah usually you'd get yelled at also like man a lot of them saints did not die in in a particularly nice yeah. ways no yeah. or were not uh mm-hmm. particularly good people yeah oddly enough like cyril yeah it's a fucking monster religion just has so little like basis on my life the other week i saw joe biden on camera and he had i forgot completely about ash wednesday uh-huh. and he just had dirt on his face i'm like who's letting joe biden out on camera with goddamn dirt on his face like, what are they doing we got enough problems with it is like it's like oh yeah, yeah i forgot about that yeah he's number two second yes, catholic president yes. so any other questions you have about character design i'm actually so i'm gonna open the floor to you on this yeah story. yeah ask us stuff well, I'm going to open the phone if you want to talk about some, some things about character design you enjoy. Well, I love having the opportunity to do it. Just you know, my, It feels like a luxury at this point. Yes, yes. Um, and, and in my world, it is a very saturated labor market. It feels like every other artist and their brother is, is a character designer in some capacity. Um. And there are so many of them who are so good. You know, we're, we're all learning. We're all growing. Mm-hmm. So. The, the biggest lesson I've learned as, as being an artist is that it's uh, not so much about the quality of work you do, but the relationships you have with people. I would almost agree with that just because having a strong relationship in which you're I mean, able to ask each other stuff, the work will also improve because you're like, well, I don't want that place. That, that too. I mean, you know, having, having good work also helps, but when you're sustaining yourself as an artist, it helps to have that relationship. Yeah. I mean, really any kind of gig work, mm-hmm. right? Like today I dropped my car off at the mechanic. That relationship is very important to me to have a good relationship yes. with a mechanic for the same reason. Like, mm-hmm. I miss my mechanic. That's kind of religious. You just got to trust the tech priest is telling you the right thing. That's true, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, there's nothing I could do. You try to talk to them, like, kind of on their level just so that you can make conversation, but you're yeah. like, 
the bolter wouldn't fire this morning, and uh, I tried to test it. I couldn't reposition the issue. It's like, oh, well, did you, did you ring the great bell once? You know, and they're like, of course, I'm yeah. a tech priest. And you're like, yeah, I yeah. know. I'm just, you know, just asking to be funny, I guess. Ha, 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 ha. You About know. frankincense? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. God damn it. We don't on use a, those monkeys anymore. On a four-door? You're going to use frankincense on a four-door? <laughs> <laughs> That ridiculous display. It's sage. Time. It's obviously <laughs> sage. <laughs> there's a chart on the wall, like the one. It's a picture of your car, but it's like those ones at the vet where it's yeah. like, "Does your cat have heartworms?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the grim dork's about to come out. All right. Well, I think that pretty well covers it. There's. It just feels like there's a lot of overlap between these two things. Like, I mean, everybody wants character portraits of their of their characters mm-hmm. made. So the difference is that they're the ones who put in the work creating the character, and then they hand it off and. Sometimes their reaction to it is like, oh, I guess that's what it looks like, you know, or, or the artist will try to give them something general as a result. But when you're the artist, you just have a lot more freedom. But You also have unlimited decisions to make. That's true. Pleasing yourself is sometimes easy. But most of the time, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Where it's someone going like, no, I want these five things. Make this. Some, like, that's true. If well, someone no. can order specific things, yes. you can, it can that get is, pretty good. That is helpful. That is so helpful. The, the worst type of client is the person where it's like, what I, do don't, you want? You I don't know what I want, but I know what I'll see it. Oh, no. It's like, uh, do the work. For, yeah. Do the work, but, uh, but yeah. I'm not giving you input. Yeah, that's yes, terrible. Yes. Every tattoo artist I know would wants to strangle that person. Oh. <laughs> They're always just like, what do you mean? I'm gonna, like, if you let me do whatever I want on you, I'm putting a burning church on you now. Now, I will say that uh, that, that is me when I go like retail shopping, where it's just like, I don't know what I want, but I'll see it. Yeah. yeah the tattoo is different. You don't make someone draw it by hand in front that's of you true. while it's <laughs> happening. Yes. You just get to go buy stuff and go like, no. It's not no. like, you know, I walk into a, like, a furniture shop. I was like, no. Can you remake this chair for me? I thought the <laughs> legs of this chair would be more muscular. Yeah. <laughs> Will this fit my bedroom? I have no idea who you are. <laughs> like, what? You know, I, you've I given actually, me no information. I actually want to draw a chair that has like super quads. Hell yeah. Well, not arms, but but legs, but okay. like legs for a chair. I mean, yeah. we could we could draw like a chair with arms. That could be like your um, like McGargle? a McGargle McGargle. Uh, like he's got an arm. He's got an armchair. Yeah. An armchair. Yes, that's it. McGargle's armchair. Write that down. Is it like the Iron Throne, but just arms? No, it's not made of arms. It, it moves around. It, it is it is a chair. Like a gorilla. Like a gorilla. Oh, I'm down with that. He gets McGargle. Yeah. He gets. He immediately got McGargle. It needs to be either dangerous or purely functional, but somewhat unsettling. Like that's. Well, I was, I was going to say we we don't have to use necessarily like humanoid arms. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking like a hundred because then I almost think terrain. humanoid is more unsettling. Like, yeah. If it's if it's like people hands, yeah, you're like slapping no, on the, <laughs> you're like, you're slapping like on the hard tile. <laughs> what if they're like gecko hands? You could just climb up a wall. But you can only wish for it once. Like. McGargle has like an IKEA company. You know, you make your own furniture. But when you when you get the the package, you have to specify what type of arms you want to use once because you can never use any other type of arms ever. Again. And this is great because they're all secondhand. So you didn't get to pick the legs. You're like, I just needed a chair. Yeah, I just stole this out of some rich guy's house. It's, it's cool. Go to sit down, and it starts like lighting up a cigarette for you and. It's worse because when you put it together, they're all little baby hands and they grow. <laughs> like Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to veto that. I do not want to deal with that. I think, yeah. I think I like that better, actually, because it's creepy. No. No outhouse mimics, no baby hands. Okay. Outhouse mimic is... No, I, I, I love the Amazon package mimic. That is, that is the best, greatest Ugh. idea ever. Did you see the one somebody won a... Uh, I think it was D&D or Pathfinder contest designed like a new monster, and it was a ladder mimic? 
No. Where the ladder was a tongue. Oh. No. Yeah. So, like, you go to climb the ladder and just rolls you up and eats you. That's delightful. I like it. That's fun. I know we were we were talking about McGargle earlier because mm-hmm. we at some point we're going to put together the McGargle's compendium of wacky and wondrous items into an into like a designed yeah nice looking PDF mm-hmm. or even physical object if people like it. And um, I do like to draw objects. Mm-hmm. Hey, all right. We could, what we, if a we mimic together on that like hit as like a treasure chest or something? Max, you're that crazy. would be crazy. No, we can't do that. That's copyright. Anyway, if you want to add items to McGargle's compendium of wacky and wondrous items how would you do that you would go to our patreon at patreon.com slash rpgfs you don't have to be a patron to contribute but you can find it on our patreon and it will be in the about section we previously published a submission form link in the description for design episode number 57 submissive and readable all right well i think that's where we're going to end it today uh on a high note and jared thank you so much for joining us thank you and for I having cannot me cannot wait to show off your art yeah, to it's great patrons, so. also i want more guest stars hey if you're don't uh, don't have anyone ask to be on the show though. We'll no. choose you. Yeah, we'll choose. Our, we'll have our people call your people. Do you not have people? Oh, good. We don't either. Unless you have an agent, have your agent call us. So thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host Josh LaForge, and I really appreciate everybody who listens. And if you please rate our podcast if you get a chance on Apple Podcasts and on anywhere you listen to your podcast, it really helps out getting the word out there about this game we're making and and the community we're building here. You can find Jared at Vatican't. Like Vatican, but with a T at the end, at artstation.com. Yes. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. If $2 and up patrons can talk to us on the Omniverse Discord, we are on Twitter at Homebrew Ombres, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPGFS. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 